were to be distributed. What they were going to try. Challenging tomorrow on Sunday was the greatest and final barrier on Ankrad's first floor, which had so far swallowed 2,000 people. It wasn't possible to clear something like that with a mere 40 odd people, and moreover on only the first battle. There was a high chance of total annihilation, and even if it did not go that far, a routing defeat was inevitable. Wanting to take a bath to the point that Asuna greatly deviated from daily behavioral had, in other words, a wish that she wanted to accomplish at least once before dying. Now that it had come true, she felt no more regrets about disappearing from this world in the boss battle. Tomorrow, that cream-covered black bread. Before I die, I want to eat it once again. This desire that suddenly welled up from within her chest. Confused Asuna. She opened her eyes, and raised her body. Slightly in the hot water. The taste was indeed not bad. But, it was completely in. Imitation. Her eyes saw only polygons, and the taste signals. Were preset. For that matter, even this bath was the same. What looked like hot water was no more than a mathematical boundary surface that created its seeming permeability and reflectance. The warmth enveloping her entire body was also in reality merely the enumeration of electronic signals emitted from the nerve gear. But, but, in the real world that she had lived in until one month ago, had she ever wished to eat something as much as this? Had. She ever wished to take a bath as strongly as this? The coarse menu of organic ingredients that she had mechanically moved to her mouth while talking to her parents even though she didn't want to eat, and the virtual cream-covered bread that her body had wished for so much that her mouth salivated. Which one should be considered more real? Asuna was struck with wonder by the feeling that she now Somehow considered this a very, very important matter, and she quietly held her breath. 8. To think I would be forced to use such a high will saving. Throw 15, just in order to withstand the urge to look at the bathroom door. As my body sank deep into the sofa in the living room, I exerted all my mental energy and tried to stay focused on Argo's strategy guide, first floor boss edition, which I had obtained today. However, despite following several times the lines of simple Japanese font that was my priority to read, the content still failed to reach my brain. But well, at least this proves this place isn't in the real world. For example, suppose that this was in my home in Kawaga, Saitama Prefecture, that my mother and younger were absent, and there was a female classmate taking a bath in my bathroom for some reason. In those circumstances, what would I do? It's obvious. I would go out from the front door with silent footsteps, get on my beloved MTB 16, and then ride at full speed towards the prefectural road number 51 in the Arakawa district. But fortunately, this was the second floor of a large farmhouse built on the outskirts of Talbana on the first floor of the floating castle Aincrad, and I was not a net game. Maniac male high school student, but instead the swordsman Corrido, 
since my body was just an avatar in a virtual world, nothing would happen even after the female. Fencer called Asuna walks out of the bathroom. No, well, the possibility wasn't zero that this might be an elaborate trap and that when I took my turn to take a bath, she would disappear along with the contents of my chest in the living room, but the box held only several low-level raw material. Items that I got from small fry monsters. Or rather, I have no reason to go to the bathroom anyway. When she comes out, I'll say, well then, let's work hard. Tomorrow, show her out of the room, and end it there. That's all. Shaking my head, I returned my attention to the guidebook. On the low table, but at that moment. From the door, not the bathroom one, but the one leading. To the hallway outside, came a tap, tap 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 noise. The sound of knocking. But the one who knocked, would not. Be this house's landlady. This rhythm was a signal that had. Been agreed upon between me, and a certain someone. Surprised, my whole body trembled, and I timidly turned. Around to face the thick oak door, to look at Argo the rat, who should be standing on the other side of the door. I could escape out of the south window to the front yard, jump astride the donkey, tied to the stable, and gallop full. Speed straight down the path through the forest in order to reach the dungeon area. I couldn't deny that I didn't momentarily consider this option. However, writing any of the various mounts in SAO was unusually difficult. I've heard that the horse riding skill can be trained and leveled up gradually, but I don't have the space on my skill slots to add such a hobby-like skill. Right now, therefore, while getting up off the sofa, I first took a glance at the bathroom to check the situation. Currently, on the other side of that door, the rapier user Asunasan was in the highly praised bath. If Argo learned of that, she would Definitely write words like Carido is the type of man who would bring a woman he met for the first time into his room in her notebook. If this information were distributed around, my reputation as a solo player and the like would be completely ruined. But fortunately, it could be said, all doors in this world have perfect soundproofing performance under certain conditions. As far as I know, the only three sounds that could be transmitted through the door were a shout, knocking, and the sound of combat. The sounds of normal speech or the splashing of the bath couldn't be heard even if you pressed your ear against the door. Therefore, even if I let her in, she shouldn't notice that a player was here using the bathroom in the next room. If, by any chance, the rapier user comes out while Argo is here. I will definitely jump out of the window and leave on a donkey. Deciding on that with the speed I normally used in battle, I stepped up to the hallway door and, with my mind made up, opened it. On seeing the face of the person on the other side, I exclaimed, how rare, for you to come all the way to visit my room. The phrase I had earlier prepared in my mind came out. From my mouth. The face of the informant Argo the Rat with her trademark whiskers twitched in a suspicious manner for a moment, but she immediately shrugged and replied, yes. The client wants to hear your reply today no matter what. Just like that, Argo walked into the room nonchalantly and 
sat down with a thump on the sofa I had just left. I shut the door, walked to the wagon in a corner of the room while seriously resisting the urge to look at the bathroom, and poured out two cups of fresh milk from a large-sized pitcher. I brought them over to the sofa set, placing them on the low table. The rat raised an eyebrow and laughed. For Kibu, that sure is considerate. By any chance, did. You put some sleeping drugs in it? That kind of thing would have fundamentally no effect. On players. Besides, I couldn't do anything while you are. Asleep within the town boundary anyway. At this, Argo clapped her hands and said, well, that's true. While nodding. Lifting the glass, she drained its contents in. One gulp. Thanks for the drink. This unlimited drink sure has a very good taste. How about bottling it up and selling it to other players? Unfortunately, when you remove it from the farmhouse, its endurance level will completely drop after five minutes. Moreover, the remaining liquid becomes a gunky mess. Instead of disappearing. Ho, oh, I didn't know that. Looks like there's nothing scarier. Then free things. As she spoke, my heart was filled with the single thought. Of hurry up and get to the point, but if she discovers that. I was thinking this, who knows what she would do. With an innocent expression, I picked up the Argo strategy. Guide, first floor boss edition I had left on the table, and lightly tapped it. Speaking of free things, what's this about? Although I'm Indebted to you for it every time I buy it, I've always bought. This book for 500 COR, yet at yesterday's meeting. That Axe user Agile said that these books are distributed for. Free, didn't he? Hearing my slightly resentful tone, the rat laughed with a nashishi. That's because, with the sales from the first edition that. Kibu and all the other front runners bought, I released a second free edition. But don't worry, only the first edition. Has Argosama's autograph printed on it? I see, then in the future I won't buy it anymore. In other words, the free edition is Argo's way of taking responsibility as an original beta tester. Although I wanted to plunge in and ask about it more deeply, there was an atmosphere of taboo between me and the rat about voicing. The word beta. No, since I didn't do anything to contribute earlier as an original tester, I might have no right to ask about it. The atmosphere became momentarily heavy. Argo swung her golden-brown curly hair and changed the subject. Well then, I guess it's time to get to the main topic. While silently shouting, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, I nodded gently. Well, I think the client is at the point where he's feeling consider it. The subject is about his wish to buy Kibu's sword. If you sell it to him today, the client will buy it for 39,800 core. Tioch. 398. I barely avoided yelling that out. After taking a deep breath, I thought hard a few seconds and then opened my mouth. I don't mean to insult you, but isn't that some kind of Scam? No matter how you think about it, the sword is not. 
worth 40,000 core. After all, the market price of an original anneal blade should be around 15,000 COR, right? Add another 20,000 COR to that, and you can basically buy the materials to enhance it to plus 6. Almost safely. Although it might take some time, I reckon. That 35,000 can be used to make a sword. Comparable to mine. I, too, have told the client that three times already. Spreading out her arms, Argo had a rare, I don't get it. Expression on her face as well. As I crossed my arms and leaned back against the sofa, the whole ordeal with the bathroom and all that momentarily left my mind and I became troubled. In this matter, I'm absolutely against diminishing my assets. But, to let this mystery go felt more distasteful. Having made up my mind, I spoke to Aincrad's best informant. Argo, I want to know the name of your client for one. 1,500 core. Please check with your client. About whether they'll increase the price, I understand. The rat nodded, opened her window, and typed rapidly. Before sending the instant message. After a minute, a side of her eyebrows twitched as she read. The reply, and then she gave a big shrug. He doesn't mind you learning his name. While in an I don't care anymore state of mind, I opened. My own window as well and materialized 1005. 100 core. I piled up the six coins that represented it in. Front of Argo. Pinching them casually with her fingertips, the rat playfully deposited the coins one by one into her own inventory. After nodding with an indeed, she spoke. Kibu, you already know his face and name. From when? He went on a wild rampage at yesterday's meeting. Could it be, Kibu? Hearing my whisper, the rat nodded clearly. Kibu. The man who burned with intense hostility. Against original beta testers. That guy, wants to buy my. Sword for the large sum of 40,000 COR? Certainly, the weapon he carried on his back, was the same. Kind of one-handed longsword, as mine. However, yesterday should have been the first time we met. Yet Argo first offered this deal one week ago. This information that I had obtained for 1500 COR merely made me more confused. Argo, sitting cross-legged on the sofa while facing the brooding me, spoke as if to remind me. So I guess this means that you reject the sword. Purchase this time as well? Yeah. Of course, regardless of the price, I had no intention of selling my beloved sword. I nodded half-automatically, and the rat stood up without a sound. Well then, excuse me for bothering you with this. I hope that strategy guide will be of use to you. Yeah. So, sorry for asking, but before I leave, I'd like to borrow the next room. I want to equip my night equipment. Yeah. If I think back hard, I did have the feeling during yesterday's meeting that, while Kibu was out in front of everyone, his gaze had lingered on my face for a moment. Then that gaze wasn't because he suspected I was an original beta tester, but to look at my sword, was that it? No, maybe it was because of both, wait a minute, what did Argo just say?
while 80% of my thoughts were preoccupied. About Kibu, I looked up blankly. In the corner of my eyes, I saw Argo just about to turn the doorknob. The door was neither the one leading to the corridor outside, nor my bedroom door on the east wall, it was the door with a plate saying bathroom hanging from it. Before my eyes as I watched dumbfounded, the rat's petite figure slipped into the bathroom and disappeared. Three seconds later. Wah! A surprised voice, and, kaya a terrible scream shook the entire house. Subsequently, a player who was not Argo flew out from the door. I have no memory of what happened after that. 9. December 4th, Sunday, 10 a.m. This death game had started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. On a Sunday, on November 6th. In three hours, it will have been exactly four weeks since it began. When I first noticed that the logout button was missing, I believed it was a system glitch, and thought that even if it took a while, I would be able to log out in a few dozen minutes. Then, the release condition of clearing all hundred floors of Aincrad were thrust upon me by the Kayaba. Akihiko, who was clad as a faceless game master, and I had vaguely expected that we would be imprisoned for a period of a hundred days. That was the calculation based on the assumption that we could clear an average of a floor per day. But, even after four weeks had passed, we hadn't even reached the second floor. I could only laugh at that far too naive estimate of mine, but depending on the results of today's boss battle, we would be knocked down to a situation where we couldn't even speak of the time until our release. The 44 players that were now gathered at the Fountain Plaza in Talbana could be considered to be the strongest fighting force we could have hoped for at this point. If by some chance this raid party is wiped out, no, if it was even partially destroyed, rumors of it would spread to the starting city in an instant, and the resignation that SAO is impossible to clear would surely spread throughout the first floor. Reorganizing a second force would take who knows how long, or a second challenge against the boss. Many never even happen. Even if we tried increasing our level in order to fight the boss again, we had already reached the de facto limit of efficiency to gain experience. From the monsters on the first floor, everything depended on whether the boss monster Ilfong the Cobalt Lord's strength had changed from the time of the beta test. If it was the Cobalt King I remembered, it shouldn't be impossible to keep it down to zero deaths with our current level and equipment even if we were only one raid party. With that, if everyone could calmly keep cooperating until the end in this battle where we risk our actual lives. While I was thinking over these overheating thoughts in my Mind, I suddenly glanced at the player standing next to me, and after taking a short breath, I gave a bitter smile as I breathed out. The profile of the rapier user, Asuna, half hidden by her hood, looked exactly like the first time I saw her in the labyrinth area the morning of the day before yesterday. Her appearance combined the fragility of a shooting star with the sharpness of live steel. Compared to her, I looked 
extremely agitated and restless. As I continued to look at her, Asuna suddenly turned and glared at me. What are you looking at? This faint, but forceful whisper, caused me to shake my head. The reason for her bad mood since early this morning was, according to her, due to drinking from a pail of spoiled milk which I had offered to her, but I couldn't recall this. Myself. I it's nothing. When I said those uningenious words, Asuna once again gave me a look as sharp as the tip of her rapier, before turning her back to me. Will today's strategy meeting turn out okay like this? Well, she and I are just an extra party. Because the numbering didn't work out. While I was thinking on such things. Hey. Hearing a voice that could hardly be called friendly from behind, I turned around. Standing there was a male player with pointy brown, styled hair. My body reflexively flinched back. Because today, even if other people spoke out to me, his was the one face I had least expected to see. Just this man, Kibu. Glaring with extremely dangerous eyes from a slightly low position at me as I stood there stunned, Kibu said in an even lower voice, listen here, today you should stay in the back. You guys are only here as support for my party. I've never been a smooth-speaking person, but I had no response to this. Because, yesterday, I had directly rejected his large offer of 40,000 COR offer, and in addition, I had learned his name that he had specifically hidden through the representative he sent, so this situation was quite awkward to anyone with common sense. If the situation were reversed, I wouldn't want to approach him at all within a 20-meter radius. Yet, Kibu's attitude was so unpleasant that it withered my intention to say of course. His hatefully distorted face protruded forward even more, and he spat out, Listen up, you guys should only take on the small fry. Cobalts that slip past my party. Spitting some virtual spit onto the ground for emphasis, Kiba then finally turned aside and left. I watched his back as he returned to the other members of the group E party. Still stunned, I continued watching his back as he Lumbered back over to his e-party members, but I came back to my senses when I heard a voice beside me. What was that? Of course, the you guys mentioned also included Asuna-san. Her gaze was about 30% more terrifying than the leer. She gave me just now. W who knows, maybe he doesn't want solo players to get cocky. I spoke without thinking too deeply, but suddenly a thought came, and added inside my mind. Or, maybe, he doesn't want original beta testers to get carried away. If that was true, then based on his attitude, there was no doubt that Kibu had already determined that I was a beta tester. But, what was his basis for believing that? Even. Argo the rat would never sell any information on whether another player was an original tester. And up until now, I had never ever mentioned the word beta to anyone. While once again feeling tormented by an unpleasant. Feeling like yesterday, I kept my eyes on Kibu's back as. He walked away. Eh. Then, I suddenly realized something, 
and let out a sound. Yesterday, that man offered me the large sum of 40,000 COR to buy my anneal blade plus six. This is the only certain fact. And his purpose in doing that was, of course, to use it in the boss battle today. Regardless of the matter of how he would suddenly be able to wave around such a heavy sword due to having been enhanced by three extra points in durability, I could understand his motive to get a powerful weapon and play an active role on the battlefield in order to improve his influence and leadership abilities. However, if that was the case, then by now, he should have upgraded his other equipment with his 40,000 core. Yet, the scale male Kibu was wearing now and the one-handed sword on his back were the same ones that he had equipped at yesterday's meeting. They weren't poor quality equipment, but with 40,000 COR, it should have been possible to upgrade to much stronger equipment since there was enough time. In fact, the thin sword hanging from the waist of Asuna beside me had been upgraded from her store-bought iron rapier to a wind floret plus four, which had been obtained as a drop last night after following my advice. After all, depending on the flow of today's battle, we could die, so. What's the point of keeping 40,000 COR in storage, however, at this point, my train of thoughts was brought to a halt. Before I had realized it, the blue-haired knight Diavel stood on the edge of the fountain and raising his familiar beautiful voice. Everyone, although it may be sudden, thank you. Just now, all 44 party members have gathered here, without a single person missing. After he said that, a loud cheer of Yuo shook up the entire plaza. It was followed by a cascade of applause. I ceased my conjecture reluctantly and also clapped my hands. After look at everyone with a smile, the knight pumped his right fist and shouted out again. I'll say this now, but I was actually thinking of aborting the mission today if even a single person didn't show up. But that kind of worry is an insult to everyone. I'm very happy that we weren't able to make the best raid party. Like this, well, though our numbers are slightly short. Some people laughed. Some people whistled, and some people pumped their right hands mimicking him. I didn't want to find fault with Diavel's leadership right. Now. However, I couldn't help but think inside that he was. Raising the excitement a little too much. Just as. Nervousness could become the poison known as fear if. Taken too far, too much excitement could also become. Negligence. During the beta testing period, being defeated, for being overenthusiastic was just a funny story, but right now we were in a single situation where failure could lead to the death of a player. Rather, it would probably be good if everyone were too tightened up and strained. While I thought about these things, I looked at the other groups from behind, and I saw that Group B's leader Agile, the two-handed axe wielder, and several other people all had stern expressions with their arms folded in front of them. At critical moments, they would probably be reliable. Kibu of group he had his back to me, so I couldn't see his expression. As everyone shouted and yelled for a while, Diavel raised both hands to suppress the cheering. 
Everyone, I have only one thing left to say. His right hand moved to his left hip, and he drew his silvery. Long sword with a ringing peal. Let's win. The huge war cries that rang out in response was, I thought, slightly similar to four weeks ago, in the pact. Central square of the starting city, when 10,000. Players screamed. 10. The distance taken by the large group of people from the town of Talbana to the labyrinth tower prickled a part of. As soon as memories. After a few minutes of thinking, she finally recalled it. It was the school trip that she had went on in January of this year. The destination had been Queensland, Australia. Her classmates' excitement from suddenly being in the Gold Coast in the middle of summer from midwinter Tokyo had been through the roof, and their revelry had continued wherever they went. Even if the situation was entirely different, to that point, it was the only common feature, the atmosphere among the forty-odd people walking down the path beneath the trees bore a strong resemblance to that time with her classmates. The endless chatting, the frequent explosions of laughter, the only difference was that monsters would occasionally attack them from the forest on either side. However, all the monsters that came close were instantly slain by the skills that everyone was bragging about. While walking at the rear of the group, Asuna spoke to the swordsman next to her, letting herself forget about the tragedy last night for a moment. Hey, you, before coming here, you also played other M. MMO games? Is that how they're called? Anyway, did you? M, yeah, pretty much. Despite still giving off a withered feeling, his black hair swayed up and down as he nodded. In other games, is there also this kind of feeling when people move around together? How should I put it, like going on a field trip? Haha, <laughs> a field trip would be nice. After giving a short laugh, the swordsman then shrugged. Slightly. Unfortunately, the other games that I played had nothing. Like this. After all, those are games that don't use the full dive technology, so even if you move around, you have to use the mouse and keyboard. Therefore, there's not much time to dedicate to speaking in the chat window. Ah, I see. Well, there are other games that include voice chat, but I haven't played those kinds before. Hmm. After imagining for a little while the scene of a group of game characters continuing to dash silently inside a flat monitor screen, Asuna murmured once again. I wonder what the real thing feels like. Eh? Our real thing? The swordsman gave her a questioning look, so Asuna tried to describe the image that had appeared in her mind. What I mean is, in a real fantasy world like this, while a group of swordsmen or magicians venture forth to go beat a terrible boss monster. During the journey, what do they speak about? Or would they walk along silently? That kind of subject. The swordsman remained oddly silent, and when she glanced at his expression, Asuna finally became aware that she had asked a very childish question. She reflexively turned away, and just as she was about to say, I guess it, 
doesn't matter, walking on the road leading either to death or glory, huh? Those quiet words reached her right ear. For people that live doing that kind of thing normally, and every day, I think it would probably be like going together to a restaurant for dinner. If you want to talk, you talk, and if not you stay silent. I think these boss battle raids will become like that eventually. If we challenge the floor, bosses every day. Foo foo, foo. Finding the swordsman's straightforward words funny, Asuna gave off a small laugh. She explained immediately, half as an excuse. I'm sorry for laughing. But, this is really strange. This, world is the ultimate form of unusualness and non-daily. Life, yet there are ordinary aspects in it. Ha ha, I guess that's true. After laughing in the same way, the swordsman spoke. Quietly. However, it took four weeks to reach this point today. Even. If we beat the boss today, we still have another 99. Floors to go. I'm. Prepared to go for two, no, three years. Like this. If it goes on like this, even the unusual will. Become ordinary and every day. Those words would have caused great shock and despair to. The old Asuna. But now. Acceptance and understanding. Simply blew through her chest like a dry wind. How strong. If it were me, I couldn't think like that at. All. Since the thought of living in this world for years. Seems much more terrifying than dying in today's battle too. Me. The swordsman glanced at her for a moment, and then. Thrusted his hands into his gray jacket pocket, and said in a subdued voice. If we can reach the higher floors, maybe there is an even better bath there. Ah, really? She involuntarily responded, before realizing what she had just said, forcing down her returning shame, she lowered her voice and said, You better remember that. Or I'll make you really drink a barrel of spoiled milk. Then, the least we can do is to come back alive today. After making that remark, the swordsman grinned and laughed. Yesterday, that man offered me the large sum of forty thousand C.O.R. to buy my anneal blade plus six. This is the only certain fact. And his purpose in doing that was, of course, to use it in the boss battle today. Regardless of the matter of how he would suddenly be able to wave around such a heavy sword due to having been enhanced by three extra Points in durability, I could understand his motive to get a powerful weapon and play an active role on the battlefield in order to improve his influence and leadership abilities. However, if that was the case, then by now, he should have upgraded his other equipment with his 40,000 core. Yet, the scale male Kibu was wearing now and the one-handed sword on his back were the same ones that he had equipped at yesterday's meeting. They weren't poor quality equipment, but with 40,000 COR, it should have been possible to upgrade to much stronger equipment, since there was enough time. In fact, the thin sword hanging from the waist of Asuna beside me had been upgraded from her store-bought iron rapier to a wind floret plus four, which had been obtained as a drop last night after following my advice. After all, depending on the flow of today's battle, we could die, so. 
What's the point of keeping 40,000 COR in storage, however, at this point, my train of thoughts was brought to a halt. Before I had realized it, the blue-haired knight Diavel stood on the edge of the fountain and raising his familiar, beautiful voice. Everyone, although it may be sudden, thank you. Just now, all 44 party members have gathered here, without a single person missing. After he said that, a loud cheer of Yuo shook up the entire plaza. It was followed by a cascade of applause. I ceased my conjecture reluctantly and also clapped my hands. After look at everyone with a smile, the knight pumped his right fist and shouted out again. I'll say this now, but I was actually thinking of aborting the mission today if even a single person didn't show up. But that kind of worry is an insult to everyone. I'm very happy that we weren't able to make the best raid party. Like this, well, though our numbers are slightly short. Some people laughed, some people whistled, and some people pumped their right hands mimicking him. I didn't want to find fault with Diavel's leadership right. Now. However, I couldn't help but think inside that he was. Raising the excitement a little too much. Just as. Nervousness could become the poison known as fear if. Taken too far too much excitement could also become negligence. During the beta testing period, being defeated for being overenthusiastic was just a funny story, but right now we were in a single situation where failure could lead to the death of a player. Rather, it would probably be good if everyone were too tightened up and strained. While I thought about these things, I looked at the other groups from behind and I saw that Group B's leader Agile, the two-handed axe-wielder, and several other people all had stern expressions with their arms folded in front of them. At critical moments, they would probably be reliable. Kibu of Group B had his back to me, so I couldn't see his expression. As everyone shouted and yelled for a while, Diavel raised both hands to suppress the cheering. Everyone, I have only one thing left to say. His right hand moved to his left hip, and he drew his silvery long sword with a ringing peal. Let's win. The huge war cries that rang out in response was, I thought, slightly similar to four weeks ago, in the packed central square of the starting city, when 10,000 players screamed. 10. The distance taken by the large group of people from the town of Talbana to the labyrinth tower prickled a part of as soon as memories. After a few minutes of thinking, she finally recalled it. It was the school trip that she had went on in January of this year. The destination had been Queensland, Australia. Her classmates' excitement from suddenly being in the Gold Coast in the middle of summer from midwinter Tokyo had been through the roof, and their revelry had continued. Wherever they went, even if the situation was entirely different, to that point, it was the only common feature, the atmosphere among the forty-odd people walking down the path beneath the trees bore a strong resemblance to that time with her classmates. The endless chatting, the frequent explosions of laughter, the only difference was that monsters would 
occasionally attack them from the forest on either side. However, all the monsters that came close were instantly slain by the skills that everyone was bragging about. While walking at the rear of the group, Asuna spoke to the swordsman next to her, letting herself forget about the tragedy last night for a moment. Hey, you, before coming here, you also played other M. MMO games? Is that how they're called? Anyway, did you? M, yeah, pretty much. Despite still giving off a withered feeling, his black hair swayed up and down as he nodded. In other games, is there also this kind of feeling when people move around together? How should I put it, like going on a field trip? Haha, <laughs> a field trip would be nice. After giving a short laugh, the swordsman then shrugged. Slightly. Unfortunately, the other games that I played had nothing. Like this. After all, those are games that don't use the full dive technology, so even if you move around, you have to use the mouse and keyboard. Therefore, there's not much time to dedicate to speaking in the chat window. Ah, I see. Well, there are other games that include voice chat, but I haven't played those kinds before. Hmm. After imagining for a little while the scene of a group of game characters continuing to dash silently inside a flat monitor screen, Asuna murmured once again. I wonder what the real thing feels like. Eh? Our real thing? The swordsman gave her a questioning look, so Asuna tried to describe the image that had appeared in her mind. What I mean is, in a real fantasy world like this, while a group of swordsmen or magicians venture forth to go beat a terrible boss monster. During the journey, what do they speak about? Or would they walk along silently? That kind of subject. The swordsman remained oddly silent, and when she glanced at his expression, Asuna finally became aware that she had asked a very childish question. She reflexively turned away, and just as she was about to say, I guess it doesn't matter, walking on the road leading either to death or glory, huh, those quiet words reached her right ear. For people that live doing that kind of thing normally, and every day, I think it would probably be like going together to a restaurant for dinner. If you want to talk, you talk, and if not you stay silent. I think these boss battle raids will become like that eventually. If we challenge the floor. Bosses every day. Foo-foo, foo. Finding the swordsman's straightforward words funny, Asuna gave off a small laugh. She explained immediately, half as an excuse. I'm sorry for laughing. But, this is really strange. This, world is the ultimate form of unusualness and non-daily. Life, yet there are ordinary aspects in it. Ha ha, I guess that's true. After laughing in the same way, the swordsman spoke. Quietly. However, it took four weeks to reach this point today. Even. If we beat the boss today, we still have another 99. Floors to go. I'm. Prepared to go for two, no, three years. Like this. If it goes on like this, even the unusual will. Become ordinary and everyday. 
Those words would have caused great shock and despair too. The old Asuna. But now, acceptance and understanding. Simply blew through her chest like a dry wind. How strong. If it were me, I couldn't think like that at all. Since the thought of living in this world for years seems much more terrifying than dying in today's battle too. Me. The swordsman glanced at her for a moment, and then thrusted his hands into his gray jacket pocket, and said in a subdued voice, if we can reach the higher floors, maybe there is an even better bath there. Ah, really? She involuntarily responded, before realizing what she had. Just said, forcing down her returning shame, she lowered her voice and said, you better remember that. Or I'll make you really drink. A barrel of spoiled milk. Then, the least we can do, is to come back alive today. After making that remark, the swordsman grinned, and laughed, as if that sound were a cue, three heavily armed monsters jumped down from various alcoves high up on the walls on either side. These were the guards, the ruined kobold. Sentinels. Group E led by Kibu and the support group G quickly moved towards the three monsters, locking onto their target. Asuna and I glanced at each other, and then dashed to the nearest sentinels. Thus, on the 4th of December at 2.40 p.m., the first boss monster battle finally began. Ilfong SHP gauge had four bars. During the first three bars, it would fight with its bone axe in its right hand and its leather buckler in its left, but when it reached the fourth, it would discard them and remove the talwar from its waist. The fact that its attack pattern would drastically change at that point was the biggest hurdle for us, but Argo's strategy guide had also included details on that. Without sparing anything. Of course, the kinds of sword skills it used after changing its weapons from the bone axe to the talwar and the ways to deal with that had been completely confirmed amongst us during yesterday's meeting. While I fought against the sentinel that had slipped past Group E and Group G, I continued watching the situation on the front lines from the edge of my vision, but there was no sign of our tactics collapsing. The switch replacements between tank forces and the attacker forces and the pot rotations were done with sufficient margin for error and the average remaining HP of each raid party member that was displayed in a small window at the left corner of my vision was also stable at 80%. Please, like this, just let it keep going like this. It wasn't something I did at all when fighting solo, but now I prayed like this with all my body and soul for someone else. 12. Since the time he had, through some unknown means, rescued her unconscious self from within the almost deepest part of the labyrinth tower, Asuna had thought that the black-haired swordsman was probably a considerably strong person. However, after seeing his way of fighting for the first time, Asuna could tell that her assessment fell far short. Strong. No, there was something in his fighting that could not accurately be described by the word strong. Something that transcended measuring scales like power or speed and left like it went into a further dimension. 
as a beginner who had never played a net game or been in a full dive environment before, Asuna couldn't put that something into words. But if she had to express them, it would probably be as a feeling that everything was optimized. Excessiveness was eliminated from all his movements, hence his techniques were quick and his sword was heavy. With an instant slash, he would repel the dreadful-looking halberd wielded by a heavily armed cobalt guard into the sky above, and then casually retreat, while calling out switch. In his place, Asuna would quickly jump in front of the cobalt, but it was very easy for her to fire a linear into the weak point at its unprotected throat while the cobalt was bent over from the recoil. Asuna now recalled the words that he had spoken the first time they met. In response to how he had pointed out, overkill has no demerit or penalty from the system, but it's bad for efficiency, Asuna had answered with is there any problem with it? Now, she had no choice but to admit that it was a huge problem. If you could remove useless movement, it would produce a margin of time and space to spare, and that margin would widen one's view. These sentinels were much stronger in comparison with the trooper she had fought back then, yet Asuna could see each move it made quite clearly. The cobalt guard's HP gauge that she had just attacked with a linear to its throat's vital point had a little left in its bar. If it were the old Asuna, she would have waited for the enemy's counterattack, dodged it at the last minute, and then fired off another linear. But that was pointless. Overkill. As soon as the delay from the sword skill ended, Asuna once again jabbed at the throat with minimal movement. With that, the enemy's HP gauge reached zero and disintegrated into blue fragments. GJ. 20. Behind her, the black-haired swordsman whispered that. Softly. Although she didn't know what the abbreviation stood for, she still replied with you too. At that time, the first bar of the boss cobalt's HP gauge had disappeared. In the front row, Diavel shouted, we're on. The second bar, as additional sentinels jumped down from the holes in the wall. Forgetting that they were the extra forces, Asuna and her partner dashed towards the nearby monsters. The sword in her right hand, despite only having been bought just yesterday, had already perfectly adapted to her palm, and the response from the sword was clear when she fired off her techniques as well. It was as if the sword was a part of her arm, from the leather-wrapped hilt to the tip of its sharp, glittering blade. If this is what a battle is like in this world, then everything I did up until yesterday was like a false imitation. I'm sure there will still be many more battles ahead of us. The swordsman running next to me had always been heading forward down that path. This world is a virtual illusion, and all our actions are imitations, but, but I'm sure, this feeling is real. This feeling of wanting to see what he sees as well. A sentinel's axe swung down, and the swordsman countered it with a high blow. The next instant, Asuna 
herself shouted, switch, and jumped towards the enemy. With her beloved sword. 13. The battle between the Cobalt King with its guards and the 44 players proceeded far better than I expected. Diavel and the rest of Group C had taken out the first HP, Gage layer, Group D had gotten rid of the second layer, and now Group F and G had reduced the third layer by half. Until this point, the members of Group A and B, the tank teams, had their HP reduced to the yellow half region. Several times, but none of them ever entered the dangerous red region. Since the heavy armored guards could be taken care of with ease by Group E and the two of us, Group G changed roles to supporting the main battlefield midway through. What was truly remarkable was the intense fighting from the rapier user Asuna. The linear sword skill that had amazed me when we first met with the stronger and sharper rapier she had obtained accurately pierced the cobalt guard's throats, their weak point. The time from the first motion of the skill until the damage occurred was close to half of when the attack was launched while relying the system assist on its own. Looking at that pure speed, I doubted that even I, who had been practicing deliberately boosting the sword skill since the beta testing period, could achieve that much acceleration. She was just a beginner that knew only one skill. Just imagining how far she could go if she increased her knowledge and honed her senses made my spine tingle. If this truly occurs, I'd like to see the progression by her side was the thought that came to my mind, but I forced it back into my chest. On that day one month ago, I had Decided to survive in this world as a selfish solo player, so I had no right to want to be together with other players. Because Klein, my first friend in this world, should still be around the starting city, carefully and safely leveling up in order to make sure he and all his friends survive. As I looked on while recalling those unpleasant memories, Asuna had already struck down her second prey. The ruin, Cobalt Sentinel, was a rare monster on account of the fact that it only spawned here, so although it did not give as much experience and COR as the boss, it still dropped in. Item. Only money was automatically distributed evenly among members in a raid party, while the experience was split between those who defeated it, which were Asuna, and me. The item drop had a higher probability of going to Asuna, because she made the final blow. That was probably the real reason why Groupie's leader, Kibu, whose party was also fighting similar sentinels, wanted only his group members to take the monsters down. However, the extra pair of Asuna and I defeated our targets. Much faster than the full six-member party of Groupie. This way, even he couldn't complain. Just as I thought that, Kibu's voice resounded loudly from right behind me. I know what you're up to. Feels good, doesn't it? What did you say? Not knowing what he meant, I turned around to ask that. Since the last two of the three sentinels that had spawned in the third wave were just about taken care of now, there was spare time to talk until the next wave spawned. The cactus-headed swordsman glared at me as I frowned, and then raised his voice and spat out, don't pretend. 
I already know your motive for slipping into this boss raid. My motive? Aside from beating the boss, is there anything else? What, playing innocent, are we? I know exactly what you're aiming for. The premise behind this conversation didn't seem to be connecting for me. As I unconsciously grinded my teeth out of a strange frustration, Kibu finally told me the heart of the matter, I know about it. I heard a little about you, in the past, you did the dishonorable act of L.A. on the boss. Wah, L.A. Last attack. It was true that, in past battles against bosses, I had prided myself on having a good grasp of the boss's remaining HP gauge to determine the best time to use my strongest sword skill on the boss and get the L.A. bonus. However, that was not in this world but in another floating castle that existed for merely a single month in the sword art. Online closed beta test. Kibu not only knew I was a former beta tester, but he even knew my playstyle from back then. But, wait a minute. This man had just said I heard it, if I recall right. In other words, it was hearsay information. But, who did he hear it from? At that moment, a second insight ran electrifyingly through my body. Last week, Kibu used the informant Argo the Rat to attempt to buy my Anil Blade plus six with a large sum of money. Yesterday, he had even raised his offer beyond the market price to 40,000 COR, but even though I gave a final refusal, he did not spend that money. No. It was not that he did not spend it. In fact, he didn't have that kind of money in the first place. It was not just Argo. Kibu himself was also a mediator. Because even the day after I refused his offer, he still talked to me calmly. The real buyer was someone else. The source of the 40,000 COR was that person. If another person was put between that person and Argo, no matter how much I paid for information, I could not have found out who the original buyer was. That mastermind gave Kibu information about the beta period and manipulated him to stir up trouble. If it is like this, that person's aim was not to get the Anil Blade plus six to increase their own battle power. No, that may also be a part of it, but his main aim was different. It was to decrease my Kirito's battle power. To make me weak and prevent me from doing my old signature move, obtaining the LA bonus. Kibu. That guy who told you that, how did he manage to gain information on me from the beta test? Period? It's obvious. He used ridiculously large amounts of money and bought the information about the beta period from the rat in order to deduce the identity of the hyena that snuck into the raid party. Liar. Argo, even if she would sell information on herself, would never sell information on other beta testers. As I clenched my teeth, the front row gave a loud cheer. The boss's long HP gauge had finally reached the fourth and final layer. My attention was drawn to the front lines. It looked like groups F and G were retreating after taking out the third 
HP Gage, and in their place, the fully recovered Group C was rushing towards the boss. The party leader was the commander of the raid itself, the blue-haired knight Diavel. Even in the dim light of the labyrinth, his blue hair glittered brilliantly. Aguruuu. Ilfung the Cobalt Lord gave out a particularly ferocious roar. At the same time, the final wave of three ruined cobalt sentinels jumped out of their holes in the walls. More small fry cob, this time I won't let even one go. I won't let you LA them. His voice derping with hatred, Kibu returned to his comrades in Group E. While still feeling lingering shock and confusion, I reluctantly turned away and went to regroup with Asuna, who was not far away. What did you talk about? As she asked quietly, I just shook my head. No, first, let's defeat our opponents. Yes. After our brief exchange, I plunged forward and aimed my sword at a sentinel. At that moment, suddenly, I felt something, so I glanced over at the main battlefield for just an instant. The Cobalt King threw away both the bone axe in its right hand and the leather shield in its left down onto the ground. Simultaneously, it gave another roar and brought its hand to the back of its waist. It grasped a handle bound roughly in tattered cloth and pulled out its brutally long talwar. During the early days of the beta, I'd seen this attack. Pattern changed motion many times. From here on, it would only use the sword skills from the curved blade category until it died. Although its savage appearance in a berserk state was terrifying, it was actually easier to deal with than its earlier state. Since the techniques it used were only straight long-ranged vertical cuts, if the trajectory of the Skill was firmly grasped when it was launched, one could avoid it even when sticking close to the boss. Under Diavel's command, the six people that formed group C surrounded the boss. This was a formation that couldn't be used while the boss still wielded the bone axe that performed horizontal attacks. Really, I hadn't expected at all that reading the book beforehand allowed them to come up with such precise directions. As long as the six could avoid the wild swings of the talwar until the final blow. Huh. From the back of my throat, that noise was subconsciously leaked out. The object of player X, who had entrusted to Kibu the large sum of 40,000 COR in order to try to buy my sword, was to interfere with me performing the LA on the Cobalt King. I had already guessed that much. Even though my sword had not been taken, the goal of X had been mostly achieved. As part of the raid's extra force, I could only deal with the sentinels, so I couldn't even approach within 10 meters of the boss. However, if it is like this, the identity of X, at this moment, is a player who is attempting to LA the boss, that should be correct, right? After all, Paying 40,000 gold is far too large a sum of money just to hinder me. Being able to LA the boss themselves should be more than enough to cover that expense. In other words, the player X manipulating Kibu, the man 
knew about my past in the beta test, his name is. It's coming. As soon as sharp words instantly roused me out of my momentary thoughts. The sentinel swung its halberd, and I subconsciously used the diagonally cutting sword skill. Slant, repelling his weapon with all my strength. Switch. I shouted, then jumped backward, as Asuna exchanged with me and went in front of the guard. I once again glanced at the battlefield twenty meters away to my left. After the motion, during which the boss couldn't be attacked, was finished, the battle resumed. The first locked target was the blue-haired knight, who had calmly avoided the first strike. With his back facing me, I wondered to myself, Is it you? Diavel the knight, are you, is everything part of your plan? Of course he didn't answer. Instead, Ilfong roared and held, then it slowly raised the blade in its right hand up, high in a slow curve. Once again, the sensation of something picked the center of my head. A sense of discomfort. Something was different. This boss, monster, and the cobalt king that I knew were just slightly different. It was not its color, nor its size, nor its face and voice. The source of the discomfort wasn't from its body, it was the weapon in its right hand. From where I was, only the silhouette of the sword was visible, but wasn't that blade too thin? The gently curved blade was certainly similar to the one I was familiar with during the beta test period, but its width, as well as its gleam, was different. It wasn't the rough texture of cast iron. It was the tint of forged, polished steel. I have seen a weapon similar to that before, on the tenth floor of the old floating castle. A curved sword wielded by a very formidable foe dressed in red armor at the end of the beta. Period. Unusable by players, it was in the monster use. Category, called. Uh, uh. A strangled sound came out from my throat. I forcefully. Sucked air into my narrowing air ducts, and bellowed out, as loud as I could. D, don't do it, fall back. Retreat quickly. But, my voice was drowned out by the sound effects of. Ilfang's sword skill. The cobalt king's huge body shook the floor, as it jumped. Up high. It turned its body in midair, while accumulating. Power to its weapon. As it fell down, it used the. Accumulated power, releasing a crimson beam of light. Trajectory, horizontal. Angle of attack, 300 and. 60 degrees. Katanayu sword skill, the heavy ranged attack. Sumajigaruma 21. Six vivid red light effects appeared, looking like pillars of. Blood. The HP gauge that was displayed on the left side of our. Field of vision, showing Group C's average HP, immediately dropped below 50% and became dyed yellow. I could see the six individual HP gauges of the six-player if one touched the gauge with their finger, but there was no point in doing it now. Everyone in Group C had obviously received nearly equal amounts of damage. Though a ranged attack, it also had a tremendous power. 
that was enough to take out more than half of one's HP, but the technique's effect didn't stop there. Yellow lights rotated around the heads of the six people that had collapsed on the floor. This was temporary state of being. Unable to move for a period time, the stun effect of the dozens of bad statuses in SAO, being stunned wasn't as scary as paralysis or blindness as the effect lasted at most 10 seconds. However, once the effect started, there was no way to recover from it. Therefore, if the front members were stunned, their friends must save them by